unlike your approach, which is waking up, spending six hours talking about doing something and then saying it's too late in the day and then not doing it and then going to sleep. I wake up, I make a list of about 35 things that I but need to do. But you don't write do. it down. Don't it's write it down. It's just a list in your head. And then I take a four hour bath. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to our podcast. I'm Maya. I'm Eric. Our baby is now 10 and a half weeks old, and I am going back to work tomorrow. Yeah, so um, time really flies, huh? Time, you know, I don't know if you ever heard this expression, but it's like the days are long, but the years are short. Yeah, that's pretty much how I've felt my whole life. Yeah? Yeah. But like, especially when you have a baby, right? Um, I don't know that I would say much has changed about just sort of the grinding tedium of every day and the simultaneous feeling that life is utterly fleeting. Okay. Is that the attitude we're going to have? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, yeah, well, no, time really freaking flies. Well, I took three months off for maternity leave, wasted a month of that on, on, on waiting. sitting around being super pregnant. Yeah. So yeah, I had like two and a half months maybe. Yeah. Bennett, buddy, we're recording a podcast. My mom left last week. Yes, very so emotional moment. We no longer have a babysitter while we're podcasting. Yeah. So you might notice a change in production in this episode. <laughs> but yeah, I thought we could talk about maternity leave and going back to work and what that's all been like. Yeah, um, your your maternity leave has seemed very short. I did. I, I technically got six months, but my work lets you split it up into two. Yeah. So I took three months figuring I'll take three months later. The One of the weird things I was thinking about about maternity leave is you plan the whole thing before you have a baby. Yeah. So it's like in my head, I was like, well, I can't wait to come back to work. So I'm just going to do kind of the minimum and then go back. Yeah. And I, I was trying to optimize for like, I heard that uh, it can be nice taking leave later when the babies are a little older and they're more fun to hang out with. Yeah. But our baby just got fun to hang out with. Yeah, that's true. So I really feel like I blew it. Um, and I think technically, I guess I could go back to work or, you know, tell them that I want to take another month or two. Yeah. But I just don't feel like changing all the plans. Yeah. And we have everything all set to go. And I also, I don't think as he gets older, it, like, it's not going to get any easier leaving him later. So. Right. Yeah. I don't think, I mean, I think that uh, no, no matter when you would have to go back, whether it's now or three months from now. Or any time in between, it would feel like the worst time to go back. Yeah, I agree. Because he's just going to get better and better. Oh, yeah. He did. I think we've said this for the past few episodes, but when he, what was it? When he turned like eight weeks or something, mm -hmm. he really got very fun. I mean, I guess it depends what your definition of fun is. More fun than he was before. Yes. Yes. <laughs> if fun is a binary thing where it is either no fun or fun, then yeah, he's fun. Yeah. Right now he's not very fun because he's punching me in the boob while he eats and right. he's about to poop on me. But um, did you want to talk about your big life change in the past few weeks? My big life change. Oh, I got Crocs. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I am, uh, I am now a grown man who wears Crocs. You're wearing them right now? Yeah, not in public. But not I, yet. <laughs> not yet. 
but you know, if they're if they're good enough for Post Malone, they're good Hold enough on, for the me. The baby's crying. Now he stopped. He went back to eating. I'm okay. not sure. Well, the baby just stepped all over everything I was saying about me being like sorry, Post Malone. Do you Malone. want to say that sentence again? No. <laughs> uh, I, I I got Crocs. It's no big deal. Don't don't freak out. Do you want to say what's on your gibbets? Oh yeah. So if you're not familiar, uh, gibbets are the little <laughs> buttons that you stick on your Crocs to personalize them and make everyone let everyone know that you're cool. So on my left foot, my left gibbet <laughs> is a pot leaf. You know, to let everybody know it's that it's legal I'm, in New York. That I'm cool. That I like to get high. Which is legal. Which is legal. And then uh, my right gibbet is a it's a pickle and it says just deal with it <laughs> i feel like when we when we picked those out we were expecting a certain reaction when you showed those to people and you've showed them to a lot of people and no one seems to care no <laughs> we really got a kick out of picking out those gibbets yeah then. i thought i was really gonna fucking <clears throat> melt some melt some brains yeah. people saw like, and they're ah, like dill. oh cool yeah dill i get it that's like a pun you're just a an old man wearing Crocs, you loser. Yeah. You mentioned yesterday uh, that I'm old. No, that I did I, not. That I appear old. I d- that is not what I said, Eric. Y- you were like, what I is said it? You look like an adult. You said, what is it like to inhabit the body of an old man? <laughs> That's not what I said. Yeah. I, I still look very young. Yes. No matter what I do. Yes. Can't help it. Yeah. And you look like a grown up. Yeah. Uh, y- you, you are um, frozen in time at the age of 17, and I am rapidly aging. I'm going to try switching him because I think maybe he's just fussy because he... Okay, hold on. All right, he's all tangled up in the, <clears throat> in the cord. Okay. Oh, okay, buddy. If you're listening to this because you're preparing <laughs> to have a child, um, this is what it's like. This is just sort of the low-level pain in the ass that you deal with at all times. It's really <laughs> hanging on there. Um, yes, did you want to talk about how I didn't say you look old? <clears throat> or should we talk about some real stuff here? Let's talk about some real stuff. I think everybody gets your meaning. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, so I'm going back to work tomorrow. Yeah. Feeling pr- pretty good, considering. Good? I'm not, I feel like I'm kind of expecting to have a sudden panic attack in the middle of the night tonight. Uh-huh. Because I, I feel weirdly calm about it, but I wonder if that's just because I don't understand what's happening. Because um, I've been away from work for such, I've never taken this much time off of work in my life since I started working when I was 16 years old. Yeah. Ever. That's, that's, that's intense. Yeah. Well, maybe it's because your perspective has shifted because you now have a child. So maybe your ideas about what's worth freaking out about have changed. I do think, I think that's probably part of it. Right. Because I'm like, I had like a super traumatic birth experience. Yeah. What am I going to get upset if I have to go to a meeting? Right. And like a meeting is not the most... Uh, immediate concern for you anymore. Yeah. I'm kind of looking forward to going back to work with the attitude of like, I'm going to have a better work-life balance because I have to. I got to watch a baby after work. Right. Um, And I th- I just feel like, I guess we haven't talked about our childcare situation at all, but um, one of the reasons I'm feeling okay about going back is we got a nanny. Yeah. That is a, uh, a both a blessing and a curse because- Yeah. It's a, it's a blessing because it grants independence to both of us during working hours, but now we have to deal with the reality of having a whole new person in our household, Yeah, which is just, regardless of how nice or cool the person might be, it's just weird. It's really weird, yeah. We've <clears throat> we've had her come a couple times before tomorrow just to like get to know the baby and, and see what it's like having her here for full days, 
uh, and it's fine. And I think it's going to be less weird when we're both working. Yeah, for sure. Because it's been sort of weird that we're just like hovering around watching her watch our baby. Yeah. But yeah, I, the, I think the thing I'm most concerned about there is both times that she's been here, I've cried, although I cried less the second time. Right. Um, but yeah. I like, I couldn't even, we had her come 10 to six both times and I couldn't make it to six either day because I was so like anxious to just see and hold the baby. Not like I wasn't seeing him all day, but just like kind of wanted him back. It's weird. I think we're really lucky to have that option, but it's pretty intense. I mean, we're, we're obviously still new to this, but I suspect that every step of the way going forward, when you have a kid, there is some uh, level of apprehension going into a new phase because I mean, you know, we're okay. We're only 10 weeks in. Maybe you don't feel this way forever, but right now it sort of feels like every day that things are calm and successful, it's like, okay, we got, we got to here yeah. and, and it's figured out and we don't want to fuck this up. And like, you know, we've hired a nanny. So that's a completely different situation for childcare. Yeah. It, it does feel like we're, we're, we're making a massive change when things are going really well. I right agree. Now. Yeah. I think if we, if I wasn't going back to work, I think I would be feeling really good about like my, my mom left, I think at a good time, even though we were really sad when, yeah. you know, that she's not here. Uh, but I do feel like we're, you know, we've spent the last three days all by ourselves with our baby and it's been fine and it, not just fine but like we've had kind of a good time like I don't yeah. feel super stressed all the time and we we've been able to go and like go out and get food like go sit and have lunch yeah I have been experiencing some pretty intense anxiety yeah uh but um if it wasn't clear from my gibbet I know how to handle that <laughs> you know how to deal with it <laughs> I do know how to deal with it <laughs> I think um the nanny is introducing a, a really different dynamic. I, I'm, I'm trying to be as chill as I can about that, but I'm also, I'm very nervous about how any change in his routine or how, like how she handles things could affect like his schedule and, and our time with him. Um, and I, the last time she was here, I wrote up like a sort of crazy doc where I just, I was like, I think we should just go through in detail how I'm handling sleep and eating and, you know, and what he's doing for playtime and whatever. And we went through it and I think she was like sticking to it generally, but I, I just keep having this feeling like, and I know it, I know it, this is just how it is, but she's just not going to do things the exact way that I would. And she's not going to be exactly as attentive to things like how long he's awake in between naps or what noises mean he wants to get up versus he's falling back to sleep because yeah. she's not his mom. And I, I'm just worried. Uh, he has been a phenomenal sleeper. Like, I, I think we said this, but I think officially he, the last two nights he has slept what was it? Seven plus hours in a row. Yeah. Like we do a dream feed at 10 or 11 and then he just sleeps through until morning. Yeah. And it's been good. And I think a big part of that is because we've been doing such a good job with naps and I were, you know, he's gonna be spending 40 hours a week with someone who's doing all of his naps and I just don't know. Yeah. Well, again, you're not going to be leaving the building so you can always I know, but what check am I gonna, on like, him. I, I'm not, I'm going to be working all day. Like I'm not going to be able to tell her when to put him down for a nap yeah but it will be awkward and rocky at the beginning and then she will figure out the way we want to parent and we will learn to loosen the reins a little bit because yeah. we will inevitably understand that benny will adapt and it won't really matter to him that much i know i'm just like i'm the one who's been reading all these stories about sleep like yeah. you've been sort of left out of that whole thing because you just get to feel like you magically got a perfect sleeping baby. Yeah. Which must be nice. <laughs> <laughs> but I, uh, his four month sleep regression is coming up in about a month. 
Yeah. Uh, I'm pretty terrified about that. And I'm, I'm worried about changing his nap routine right before that. Yeah. I'm probably going to go sleep downstairs in the bar when that happens. No, you're not. We'll get through it. How will we get through it? We'll just, we'll just gut it out. You know, we'll just handle it. Okay. It might suck for a while, but you know, we'll, we'll deal. Well, you know, this could also be genetic because when I was a baby, I slept like a perfect angel from day one. That's what I hear. Maybe he's just chill like you. Yeah. Which means he's got a future of not being chill ahead of him. I hope I can find a way (laughs) to shape his life such that he does not become a neurotic freak like me. I know. Well, it's the whole nature versus nurture thing. And I'm hoping that he has your abilities, but my personality. Yeah. The problem is then he won't want to do anything with those. I know. I was just going to say that, that I want him to have the, um, discipline about things that I have. Your discipline comes directly from your anxiety. I know. God, that, that it sucks. Well, I'd rather he's happy. To me, that's what success is. I would rather that he's a successful musician. (laughs) No. (laughs) I'm kidding. He's going to work in tech like his mom. Anyway, so we have a nanny starting. Um... That was a little bit of a process, figuring out what we were going to do with him. I, and this was what we just got her like a month ago. Yeah. I, I panicked about that pretty early and spent a lot of time researching options and putting up job postings and looking for people. Uh, and we got pretty lucky and found this one who we like and lives in our, you know, kind of remote area. And she's super flexible, which has been really good. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't know. It's it's really stressful. I, I have a couple other friends who are going through this too. And we all went through a similar journey of like, none of the childcare options seem great. Like j- just the idea of leaving your baby with anybody uh, is really hard to deal with at this point. And everything is expensive. And uh, we kept saying while we were looking for a nanny, it's like looking for an apartment in New York. Mm-hmm. where like, it, it keeps feeling like there's just none left somehow. Yeah. But then you find one and then you're fine. Yeah. It's, uh, it's like when you quit a job or you, you're looking for a job or whatever, it's yeah. just that, con- that like, it's, it's one of those high stakes things just in terms of anxiety. Yeah. So it feels like it can't possibly work out. Yeah. And then it does. And it feels like a relief. And in the, uh, we were talking about this the other day, but in the situation that we're in now where we have a nanny and the nanny is starting and we're feeling kind of anxious about that. uh, I think it's, it's like that psychological principle where you're only able to entertain a, a certain number of potential outcomes for any given situation. And the, the way that this is very popularly applied is in the case of being invited to a party, no one ever wants to go to the party because they always think they're going to have a terrible time. But the number of times that you've felt that way and then like went to the party and actually had a great time is, is almost a hundred percent. Oh, the other thing we've been doing to prepare for going back to work, uh, we started giving our baby formula. Yeah. That was at eight weeks. Yeah, Maya really freaked out about that. And then uh, he didn't care. Did you give it to her? My, my mom did, I think. She gave him the, the first, first one, bottle. Yeah. But I, yeah, I got very emotional <clears throat> about it. Uh, cried the whole time. I just watched my mom give him a bottle and cried the whole time. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good takeaway for anybody who's listening to this who might be struggling with that yeah, or whatever. Yeah, fucking chill out. Yeah, chill the fuck out. Just, just take our advice. Maya cried, had a total freak out about it. And the baby was just like, whatever, it's the same thing, right? Bye. Like, yeah, didn't, did, did not care. Did not care at, at all. all. He doesn't, like, I was so worried about, like, finding him the right bottle and the right formula. This kid will eat anything out of any container. <laughs> Could not care less. Uh, but we're, we're weaning 
him off. We're, we're sort of, yeah, we're uh, trying to get to the point where he's all formula. Do, do you feel like we've made progress on that? It's a really hard question to answer. Cause I, he, he now is three of his feeds a day are, and he eats what six times a day or something. Yeah. So I think he's up to roughly half six or seven times a day, roughly half of his feedings are formula now. And right. like when the nanny was here the other day, she made it through her whole eight hour shift and I didn't feed him at all. Right. So I, I guess we're making progress, but it, I'm constantly engorged, which is gross to talk about, but true. And not like, I don't know if this is weird to say, but when I first thought about the concept of engorgement, it sounded sort of fun. Like you just have really big boobs. Uh, it's not fun. It's super painful. Yeah. I can vouch for that. Not <laughs> fun. I don't know what I could say about that. That would be acceptable. So <laughs> I don't think, uh, no, but I feel like empowered that I made the choice to start supplementing with formula. I, the baby loves formula. He hasn't had any tummy issues with it. And it's been like, I've gotten, I get regularly engorged, but I so far at least haven't gotten like mastitis or any of the scary stuff. Yeah. Um, hoping that still doesn't happen. Yeah, uh, same. But it is sort of, I, I guess I thought that I could just decide to start with formula and then give him as much as I want. And it's like physically, I, I really, there's a limit to how much I can do every day, which is sort of frustrating. Right. And I could pump, but it feels like when I pump, it's creating more. Yeah, that would be my fear that pumping would create more of a demand for your body. Yeah. And I mean, I haven't pumped, I think it's been like a week. Oh, wow. So I, I really haven't, I've been trying not to do it, but I, I feel good that we've like, I'm glad that we started doing formula early because I think that would have been really stressful and hard to start doing once I was at work. And now I feel like we're in the groove a little bit. Like I, I can understand like when I can wait versus kind of versus when I have to pump or go feed him or whatever. Yeah. So hopefully that will be okay. Hopefully. I'm a little worried about um, <clears throat> leaking while I'm on a hangout, like a video call. Right. Well, just, uh, you know, make sure the video is from the... I'll just zoom in on my face really close. Yeah. <laughs> and when it starts leaking, they'll see my eyes get bigger, but they won't know why. <laughs> Don't worry about it. Can you take him and burp him? Yeah. Uh, okay. <sighs> now I have the baby. He's sitting here like a little person and everything's okay. See if you can get his burp in the microphone. It's really cute. No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> Maya is now drinking a uh, twisted tea half and half. That's the other thing. When you're supplementing with formula, you can have a little alcohol once in a while. Yeah. Because I totally didn't have any alcohol when I was just breastfeeding. Not worth it. What do you get? This? No, I, when I was breastfeeding, I said. I'm saying. Well, I'm lying because I did have wine. <laughs> oh, you did. Never mind. Everyone I... told me it was fine to have a glass of wine if you're breastfeeding. Yeah. In France, they have wine the whole time they're pregnant and breastfeeding. They probably just feed the kids wine. And French people are smart and yeah. cool and skinny. Yeah. So I think. That's because they all smoke cigarettes. I And I didn't do that. So. I'm going to start doing that again. Okay. I'm ready. All right. Let's get back on track. Yes. What were we talking about? <laughs> <laughs> um, I made a schedule for us. Yeah, that's cool. That's cool. When I go back to work, schedules are cool. Schedules are actually cool because they they make it so you can get everything you want done in a day. Yeah. Unlike your approach, which is waking up, spending six hours talking about doing something, and then saying it's too late in the day, and then not doing it, and then going to sleep. I wake up. I make a list of about. 35 things that I but need to do. But you don't write do. it down. Don't it's write just it a down. list in your head. And then I take a four-hour bath. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you, quote, go out to get a beer, and then we don't see you for three hours. You know, it's cool, though. I'm just... And then you come back and you're like, I had to stop at four different Home Depots, and none of them had the screw that I need. <laughs> and then later you're like, oh, I had that screw downstairs. Anyway, I made a schedule uh, yeah. because that helped my anxiety because we have a bunch of things that we have to remember to do once I have a job again. Bless you. Bless oh. you. Bless you. Whoa, bless you. Okay. 
So that's another thing I would recommend if you're, I'm trying to make this a useful podcast, despite your best efforts to excuse me, do whatever you're doing. I'm trying to entertain here. And that's the magic of us working (laughs) together. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, I think it's a good idea. It it just helped me like write down all the stuff that has gotten easy when we can do it all day. And now that neither of us are going to be full-time home home keepers. Home bodies. No, what do you call it when you... Homemakers. Homemakers. I just want to make sure it still gets done because our house has been clean again, mostly because my mom was here. Yeah. Our baby and our dogs have been fed and walked. Yeah. Can I talk about something a little abstract? Sure. <laughs> Please. Um, <clears throat> I've been kind of struggling with identity. You know, we're 10 weeks in. I'm a dad and I'm having trouble integrating that into my identity, my self-identity. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You know, like in the Matrix, how they all have this idea of who they are. Yeah. Like they don't want in the, when they're in the matrix, they don't have plugs in their heads. What are you talking about? Will you just listen to me? (laughs) Just finish what you're saying. Okay. AJ, can you add some like matrixy sound effects in the background? Okay. When you're in the matrix, you don't have like a big hole in the back of your head for that plug to go into when you're in the pod full of goo. Uh huh. Because you're in the matrix and what you see when you look in the mirror is your residual self identity or whatever it's called. Residual self image. Uh huh. So that's like this persisting idea of who you are and what you look like and everything. I haven't, I haven't folded dad into that yet. Okay. I feel like you could have just said that you don't feel like a dad yet. Yeah. But if I didn't say the whole matrix thing, then AJ wouldn't be able to add the sound effect that's playing in the background right now. (laughs) But uh, it is something that I am really struggling with. Like that, uh, that night where I couldn't sleep and I was up in the middle of the night having a panic attack on the couch. I remember. Yes. One of the things that I was thinking about was that self-identity thing. Like I, I don't know who I am as a dad. I, I just, I just had, you know, hi, uh, hi. <laughs> I'm sorry. We're very distracted by how cute the baby yeah, is. He's just looking at me like, uh, he's podcasting. Yeah. Benny, um, when you're podcasting, you have to, what is it? See, don't no Tell, don't show. Don't tell. What is it? What's the thing when you're podcasting, you have to, um, describe things. Yeah. You can't just like make cute faces. No one Theater can see of it. the mind. Thank if you. you will. Thank you. That's um, what I was looking for. Yeah. Show don't tell does not work. I, I, as I was saying it, I realized it's all tell, don't show. Right. right. So put away your charts and diagrams, please. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Okay. So you are having trouble figuring out how to fit it into your identity. Yeah. He was just licking my hand. I don't, I don't have any, (laughs) Okay. I, I think that up until now, I've always sort of felt like there's this default Eric where like I can try new things. Oh my God. I keep saying like, we have to start over. (laughs) We have to start over. Start the whole show over. Yeah. <laughs> We've already been boring for such a long time. Oh, my God. I've I'm- been saying like for 39 minutes. <laughs> oh, my God. So, anyway, up until I, we had a child, I think that I had this notion of who I was and everything that I tried in or to do or any new thing, whatever, if it didn't work out, I would just go back to being default Eric. That would be my matrix identity, okay. if you will. <laughs> um, but the thing is, the thing is now he's not going anywhere. He's just licking my hand forever now. He's sucking on my hand really, really aggressively. I know. Okay, uh, this uh, this is uncomfortable. But he's 
he is now a permanent part of my existence. And I, I now <laughs> he's included in that, that default identity. You know what I mean? Yep. And I haven't, I haven't integrated that yet. Can I suggest something? What? Maybe chill the fuck out. <laughs> Don't worry about it. Identity is a construct. Who cares? Right. Do you think fucking lions who have a baby are sitting there being like, who am I now that I have a baby? No. Yeah. You think they are? I don't know. I'm not a lion. And so it's irrelevant. I'm a man. Okay. He's he's freaking out a little bit. Put him in his chair and give him a pacifier. Here's my number one parenting tip. Use pacifiers a lot. They're called pacifiers because they pacify your baby. They don't lead to nipple confusion. They like them. They help them fall asleep. And I read in Precious Little Sleep that it's not a bad crutch because it's not too bad to wean them off of them. Uh, I also recommend having many bowls in your house uh, filled with pacifiers because we can never find a pacifier. I think they're all in the bedroom. Yeah. So the thing about pacifiers <laughs> is that you can never find them when you need them. So you should have a million bowls around filled with pacifiers. Have pacifiers or laying around in bowls like the Olsen twins have cigarettes around in bowls. Is that true? Yeah. Every time I buy anything from Amazon, I buy like five more pacifiers and we still never have any pacifiers. That's great. Also, he's huge. He went for his eight week checkup and he weighed... 13 and a half pounds, is that right? 12 yeah. and a half, 13 and a half? 13 and a half, because I said I predicted 14. Yeah, he's huge. He's in the 97th percentile for everything. Yeah. Which I guess, given his lineage, yeah, makes sense. It's mostly balls. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> that is not what I was talking about. Um, anyway, okay, so what were we talking about? So covered sleep, yeah. schedule. Oh, I was going to talk about what he's what we're doing for his nap time schedule in case that's helpful for other people. Yeah since we have such an excellent sleeper. So we do we do it based on wake windows, which didn't make any sense to me until he was old enough for it. And now I totally get it. Like when I first read about that when he was little, I didn't understand how you're supposed to calculate that. Yeah. But there's like for for various age ranges. So he's like almost three months old. So I just went with the recommendation for, for three month old babies. And it's basically like they, at this age, they'll have three to four naps a day, totaling three to five hours for naps and the hour, each individual nap will range from 30 minutes to two hours. Yeah. And so I just started paying attention to that. And we had mm. some days where he slept way too much or way too little. And then he had trouble falling asleep at night. And so now I just know like if he's on his last nap of the day and he's only had short naps, I know he's due for a long one. Or if he's been awake for more than um, two hours is kind of where he starts getting grouchy. So we just pay closer attention to that. And I've been trying to make sure that he's awake for a couple hours before bedtime. And he, it's like by the book, like once I started paying attention to what he naturally fell into, yeah. um, it's like now it's much easier for us to notice when he like what his sleep cues are because we know he's due for a nap soon and even this morning like I didn't think he was going to be tired because it had only been an hour but he clearly needed it because then he slept for two hours so yeah I buy all that yeah but it's much easier than I thought it would be when I was trying to figure it out it's just sort of like it helps me knowing what the totals are supposed to be and roughly how long they expect babies to be awake in between yeah I I think that uh two of the the great things that I would recommend every parent use obviously the snoo snoo is unbelievable uh-huh we should get this podcast sponsored <clears throat> by snoo yeah what's up where's that snoo money at we could use it dr harvey carp yeah that way maya wouldn't have to go back to work we could be living off advertising dollars mm-hmm. anyway go to snoo.com slash end of the world happiestbaby.com actually <laughs> okay go to happiestbaby.com slash it doesn't matter that we don't we're not really <laughs> doing this but uh the snoo and that tracking app that we use Oh yeah. Baby tracker. Yeah. I did. I, when we, when you first started using that, I thought that it was a bit much. Me too. It seems stupid at first. But now I re it's, it is so helpful to be able to look at what's been happening just in the, 
to look at what happened yesterday and to look at what's been happening historically because you're seeing his habits change and what's working and not working. Have you been looking at it? I didn't realize you were doing that. Yeah, I've been looking at it and, you know, we you've been showing me things on there that have been enlightening. Hmm. You're definitely crunching the data more than I am. But I mean, I stare at it all the time. Yeah. Like if he gets fussy at all, I look at it and it, it's also cool because when he was younger, it reminded me that he really only needs three things. So it's like if he's when when he was very little, when he was crying, we would both be like, holy shit, what do we do? Like this baby's yeah. going to cry forever. We have no idea what he needs. Yeah. And then when I started getting in the habit of looking at the app, it's like, okay, we know it's not his diaper because he just got a change 10 minutes ago and there's nothing in there. Right. We know he's not hungry because we just fed him um, and he, you know, he ate his normal amount. So he must be tired, you know, or whatever, or he just woke up. So it's got to be that he's hungry now, even though he normally doesn't eat this soon. Like it's just really helpful reminding you that it's probably one of those three things, right. or at least those are the first three things you should try. Yes. Oh, you know what else we've been doing? What? I've gotten very into baby clothes. That's true. That's true. Yeah. He has so many cute clothes <laughs> and we even like, he has little, um, cute little jeans and overalls now. And yeah. when he was really little, I was like, what is the point of anything other than like a zippy onesie? Because yeah. he just wanted to be easy. And now I'm like, it takes me probably 15 minutes to get those jeans on, but it is worth it. <laughs> Cause then all day I'm like, look at this cute boy in his big boy jeans. Yeah. You know? Yeah, that's true. He does look very cute when he's got his little jeans on. So cute. And so chubby. Yeah. Um, he's, he started sitting up kind of yeah supported, but he's like, he's clearly interested in sitting up. Yeah. Holds his head up, looks around at things. Yeah. It's not just sort of like a weeble wobble thing anymore. Yeah. He'll like sit on your lap for, for hours really, if you let him, not that we do, yeah. uh, and watch TV with you. <laughs> what advice do you have for me going back to work? I would say just deal with it. <laughs> I don't know that I have any specific advice for you. I think that you are exceptionally good at what you do. Well, thank you. So I don't think that you need my advice. I know that you're you're going to do great. You're going to hit the ground running and you're going to be totally fine. But I do know that it is going to be, you're going to have some anxiety leading up to it. Anybody would. Just make sure that you're acknowledging your own feelings and your... You, no, you know. thank you. Well, then those feelings are going to come visit you in your darkest hour when you're trying to sleep. And so it's okay to be real about how you're feeling. It's okay to distract yourself and say like... I am in relaxation mode because tomorrow I'm going to be in work mode. And yeah. so embrace that. And I think that um, your faith in the nanny will grow through experience. So you will yeah. you will grow to trust her to do the things that you would do and to, you know, um, it's not that you don't trust her. It's just that you're afraid that she won't do what you would do. And, you know, I, I think that that's a thing that's going to develop not only for you, but also for her. And, and you you will feel more calm as that becomes real. It's not worth freaking out about. It's just time will, will sort it all out. Time heals all wounds. <laughs> yes. And the days are short. Long. The days are long, but the years are even longer. And only a fool wishes time away. Yeah. So, you know, add all those together and what do you get? You miss 100% of the swings you don't take. Yeah. I was going to say the matrix. But. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, we've been distracted by this baby for the last however many minutes. So yeah. should we go play with him? Yeah. I would just like to apologize to everyone who made it this <laughs> far. Uh, this was really boring. I think uh, I care less, no offense, about this podcast being interesting to the people who are listening to it. And I care more about it being a record of our journey into parenthood. And I think this is a pretty accurate portrayal of how our day is going today. True. We're distracted because our baby is so cute. Yeah. I'm 
apprehensive about going back to work, but excited about being a person again. Yes. And you got some Crocs with some cool gibbets. Yeah. And that's like a snapshot in time. Yes. Of our lives. Yeah. These are the days of our lives. It will never be the same than it is right now. Or now. <laughs> or now. Or now. What uh, do you know any like famous sayings from the Matrix? There is no spoon. I know kung fu. Just deal with it. Maya. Yes? Do you remember uh, shortly after you gave birth to our child and we were sitting in the hospital room and they made us watch that video? Yeah, about shaking babies? No, I was going to say the video where it says podcasters shouldn't hit their babies' foreheads off of their microphones. Uh-huh. I just think maybe we should re-watch that video. Why? Why is that, Eric? <laughs> it's just that you're trying to multitask right now and... Um, well, maybe this is a lesson about how hard it is for women to do it all. <laughs> I am feeding my baby and recording a podcast, and he just gently bumped his head on the microphone as he was making his way to my lap. Well, I'm over here watching the levels, so... <laughs> yeah, and we know men can only do one thing. No one's <laughs> expecting you to do it all. I'm also joking around about this, so... People are barely expecting men to do one thing, let alone two. <sighs> okay. Here we go. Anyway, we recorded the first half of this episode three weeks ago. Yep. We were going to record the follow-up after I was at work for a week, and then uh, shit kind of went crazy. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, time flies. Yeah. We just There just wasn't room on our plates for recording a podcast. Even though it is our top priority at all times. Of course. We talked a lot about recording it. It gave us anxiety not recording it. Yep. But we were unable to record it. Yeah. Life is really just a collection of failures. <laughs> things I'm never going to do that I'm anxious about. <laughs> well, today you tried to blow up that inflatable pool. That's true. And? You had a hole in it. And? And uh, that's it. That's the end of the story. <laughs> <laughs> well, you talked about it inflating it for weeks. Yeah. And then you finally tried to inflate it and then it had a hole in it. Yeah. So. Waited till I got good and hot. <laughs> yeah, it's like 95 <laughs> degrees today. Well... A lot has changed yeah. in these three weeks. Where shall we start? <clears throat> well, we could start with the breastfeeding thing since... Uh, yeah, I'm fucking done with <laughs> breastfeeding. Uh, yeah, you can if you hear uh, the uh, baby bottle sound effects in the background, that is not fully artistry. That is our baby eating from a bottle. Yep. Well, he was already eating from bottles before, but now he fully eats from bottles and mm. only formula, no. and it is awesome. Yeah. I was really worried about how transitioning from breastfeeding was going to go. And I think when I started, we were doing like two bottles a day at that point. Yeah. And it really, it, it did end up being simpler than I thought it would be. Just like the doula said, we didn't really need to super plan for it. Because it was yeah. just kind of like, once I was working eight hours a day, the default was to give him bottles until I, unless I felt like I was going to explode. Yeah. Are you going to poop? Is that what you're doing? I'm talking to the baby, not Eric. <laughs> <laughs> Um, he's doing this cute new thing where he poops every time he eats. Yeah. So that's one update. I really like not breastfeeding. Me too. I feel like I won the lottery or something and I just, I get to not do anything with my boobs all day. Yeah. That's, that's great. It's amazing. I mean, for me, you know, I guess it does mean that I'm more involved, which is cool. Yeah. Uh, Lightens the load. Has that been nice for you? Or you mean cool for me? Cool for you. And <laughs> you know, it's, it's fine for me. Yeah. You know? I'm a little more involved in his 
existence. Yeah, I think, yeah, we're probably like half and half with the, with the feeding, which is nice. And you've been mostly doing the dream feed. So I get to go to sleep a little bit earlier. And then yeah. I've been getting up with him early in the morning and doing his first feed. Schedule currently is he goes to bed around 7, 730. We do a dream feed around like between 10 or 11. And then he sleeps through the night to like usually between six and seven, sometimes a little earlier, but yep. it's, it's not bad. So that's, yeah, that's the feeding situation. Uh, feeling pretty good about that. My mom had left uh, when we last recorded and I assume that we sounded upset about it. I can't remember. She was gone for a week. She was gone for a short amount of time. And then um, my grandma died, uh, my mom's mom. And she, my mom had to come back. Uh, we live right near where, where my grandma's house is. And so my mom had to come back for the funeral that was really upsetting. I don't know what else to say about that, but uh, my mom came back and we basically were like, hey, now that you're here, maybe you can stay for a little bit. And she has been here since then and we are trying to get her to stay forever. Yes. And that also coincided with our uh, childcare situation not working out. Yeah. Do you like to share some? Yeah. Well, we we um, had a nanny who we had here for two weeks Sort of, not not the entire two weeks because of things going on with us and schedules moving around. So she was here for a few days, and um, unfortunately, that didn't work out. Yeah, uh, not for any specific reason, but just kind of. She, I uh, mean, she she was very nice, and yeah. it was for the first couple of days. It was really nice, you know, when I first went back to work, knowing that there was someone with the baby and having that uninterrupted time. Um, but I think we learned that for a number of reasons having a nanny like just isn't the best option for us yeah and I think when we you know when we were considering do we do a nanny daycare nanny share you know does one of us become a full-time stay-at-home parent like the different things it was like well the nanny seemed like the best option where it's like if you can afford it of course you want like a person in your home watching your baby um yeah and we just like we weren't comfortable. Uh, it was hard, like having someone that we don't know very well in our house all day. It was hard for me having someone I don't know very well watching the baby. Um, yeah. I did not, like, I remember when we were interviewing and we were kind of like, oh, whatever, like as long as they're good with babies. And she was, you know, we were like, who cares? That seems fine. We just needed to be safe. It's funny because the last time we recorded this, I remember I was like, I feel great about going back to work. Like, I'm not worried at all. Yeah. And I think it was like one or two days into work. I was, I think, like crying and freaking out and threatening to quit my job so I could watch Benny full time. And I, I just didn't anticipate. It was such a night and day difference having my mom watch Benny when it wasn't us versus having, you know, a nanny watch him. Yeah. And the difference between someone who's like good with babies and like capable of keeping your baby safe versus someone who like loves him and is invested in not just him being alive, but him having fun all day. Yeah. It was, it was really like crushing for me in a way I didn't expect yeah. sort of settling for, for that. And so we, you know, we don't know exactly what things are going to look like super long term, but I think where we, you know, we, we ended things with the nanny. We left on good terms. She, she understands. I imagine this happens a lot that like first time parents don't really know exactly what yeah, they need. I would, I would think so. It's a, it is a massive, I mean, it's, it's an incredible responsibility that you're handing over to a person that you've just hired. Yeah. But all, and, but, and, and that is a crazy thing to work your head around and, and deal with emotionally, but also it's, um, it's really crazy. 
don't know if the word disruptive is the right thing, but like it is a massive shift in the dynamic of your household just to have a new person in your house every day Yeah. who, you know, if you're going to be there during business hours, you are there for a majority of everyone's waking hours for the day. So suddenly you have like a new family member. Right. And it's like, there's no boundaries really. And it changes how you think about the spaces in your home and- Yeah, there, there was there was just a lot that was um, we didn't think through or like maybe just couldn't have understood until we tried it. Yeah. So where we're at now, uh, you know, my my mom my mom has a job that she's for now able to work remotely. So she, so the past couple weeks have been, or I guess it's only been a week since we've been doing this on our own. But it's like me and Eric and my mom just kind of like chaotically like trading shifts throughout the day. So it's like, I'll be in a meeting and watching Benny and then my mom is free. So I hand him off to her and then Eric finishes what he's doing and can watch, you know, it's like, we're all just kind of rotating shifts throughout the day and it's not sustainable. But I think what's been interesting is that even though it's stressful in a different way and I'm exhausted, I think we're all exhausted because it's sort of like we all just kind of gave up the concept of free time. You know, it's like any moment that one of us isn't working, we're watching the baby, but I'm much happier because I know that at any given time he's with someone he's related to who knows him well, who knows what he needs and is like thinking about, you know, noticing that he's doing something for the first time or taking a picture of him doing something silly or singing him banana phone, which is his favorite song. So it's like, I could never understand before how parents were just sort of like working remotely and watching their babies. And now I'm like, I get it. Like it's so hard. It's almost impossible, but it feels kind of worth it to me. I mean, I think there's also the the added weirdness that we had a nanny, but we're also in the same totally, house the whole totally. time and, you know, working, but here. Yeah. And it's in some ways, I, I think that made it easier because I knew that I could check on him throughout the day and I could like hear if he was crying and I could text her and ask if everything was okay. But I think it, it also was really hard for the same reason because it's like I would hear him crying and not be able to focus on work. And like, I think it made me a little more micromanagey than I thought I would be. Like, again, I yeah. didn't think I would have any opinion about what was going on. And I just feel like at this age, like when we were interviewing her, he was six weeks old yeah. and now he's you know, whatever, 12 or 13 weeks old. I don't even remember how many it's weeks he is. Yeah, he's, yeah. And I, like, in that time, he changed so much and became a real little person who has, like, preferences and a schedule and who, like, you know, I don't want him to get so tired or hungry that he has to cry. Like, I feel yeah. like we've learned how to read his key. And I know I know she would have gotten there, too, but um, it was just that idea of, like, someone who isn't thinking about him 100% of the time. Yeah. I wonder if it would have been easier for you to offload that um, mental responsibility if if you just weren't in the same building you know if you were walking out the door and going to work it would have been tough for the first week or so but I think you would have had to just kind of break off yeah yeah I don't know it's tough when you're just it's all happening right on the other side of the door to the room you're sitting in and I think it would have yeah it would have been easier in the micromanaging sense but I think it would have been like I can't imagine leaving him somewhere for eight hours and not being able to see him for that amount of time every day I think that would be really stressful I don't know I just come keep coming back to, and I probably said this last time we recorded, but like, it just seems like there's no good option. And honestly, like the, the good option is my mom quitting her job and becoming his nanny <laughs> full time. Right, right. And I, I don't know if that's going to happen. Although we are working on my little brother now. Uh, that's the other thing that happened was my, my brother also came out for the funeral. Um, my family doesn't live nearby and 
my brother also enjoyed spending time with the baby so much that, and he happens to be in between jobs. He was about to start a different job uh, and instead has decided to take a little time off and come hang out with us and help with the baby. So like, I just never thought I would be in the situation where I have family who could do that. Like that is not an option that we considered when we were pregnant or or after we had him. And I feel so insanely lucky that even for the short term, that that is an option. Totally. Because it's, it's, it's really the only one I'm okay with. I don't know what we would do if that was not an option. I mean, before this became an option, I was really like, like, I love my job, but I was like, if the choice is between my baby being with someone that I don't know and me just quitting and being a stay at home mom, like maybe that's the right thing to do, Mm, which seems crazy because I'm like such a career person and I really had never considered being a stay at home mom, but now I'm like, this feels important and I want it done right. You know, Sure. Yeah. it's weird. Yeah. I think it was surprising to all of us. Like when it was clear to us that it wasn't working out with the nanny situation, but you know, before we knew that my mom could stay for a little bit, we were like, I feel like we can do it because when you're like on the outside and just kind of walking through once in a while, you're like, seems like the baby's sleeping most of the day. Like maybe there's not, maybe it's not that hard and we could just tag team it. But I even like, I was watching the baby the other day while I was just like, my my work had an offsite and I was like, cool, I can just sit here with the baby and watch the, it was like a virtual offsite. And that was really hard, even though I didn't even have to participate that much. Yeah. Cause he, yeah. Like you can't really multitask. Yeah. And yeah, I'm trying to do other stuff and it's, you got to be real about the fact that you can't just, you know, um, yeah, you can get like little things done throughout the day while you're watching a baby, but you can't do like difficult focused work. Yeah. Yeah. Like context switching is a real thing. Yeah. You you can't just say, okay, I'm going to, my primary job today is going to be taking care of the baby. And when I get a half hour or 15 minutes here and there, I'm going to go do a half hour or 15 minutes of work. Like the human brain just doesn't work that way. Yeah. So yeah, I I realized it really uh, very clearly that day when I was watching him all day. Yeah. And to be clear, I enjoy spending a day with him, but if right when you know, it's just a day and then you can do whatever else you need to do the next day, it's fine. But, But I think at that point we were still kind of, considering all the different ways that this might go. Um, I don't think at that point we were, we had really even talked about your brother yeah, we coming hadn't. back. So yeah. we were, yeah, I mean, I knew that I was just watching him for the day, but that also was like, Hey, if this goes well today, this could be what I do. Yeah. Um, and I very quickly realized yeah. there was no way I could handle that. Yeah. Um, it's hard. Yeah. You know, call me if that makes me a deadbeat dad, then come at me. I don't think it does. I just think it's like <laughs> that whole thing about how like being a stay at home mom is the hardest job. Like, I really think that's true. A hundred percent. Yeah. Because when you're a stay at home, it's like, that's not the, and maybe this is obvious, but it's like, until you live it, I think you don't totally appreciate how difficult it is, but it's like, you're not just sitting around watching a baby. You're like doing the laundry, doing the dishes, keeping it, you know, you're like changing diapers all day. You're trying to entertain the baby and figure out what he needs. You're trying to keep track of a nap schedule. You're trying to like make sure that you are rested enough. It's just like, yeah. And you, and you can't be like Fred Flintstone at five o'clock and when they blow the whistle, slide down the brontosaurus and leave, you know, yeah. like you're, you're there all the time. And that's not just a physical thing being there all the time. You don't ever have that mental yeah. compartment to say, okay, work's done for the day. I'm going to shut this and walk away from it. And yeah, I think that's true. And also speaking of that, I think the other thing that I realized once I went back to work is like, at first I was kind of like, oh, whenever I'm not in meet, even when the nanny was here, like I would let her go early when my meetings were done so I could hang out with him for a couple hours before he went to bed. And like, if that's the way that you balance things where it's like, you're either in a meeting or watching the baby, there's no time to do actual work. Yeah. And that for the, I think this past week was the first time that I had a couple of days to do work work. And before that I was like, 
like I'm just going to get fired because at some point I have to do something. I can't just. Yeah, we're really we're really lucky that your mom understands that. Uh, I know. Well, I think it took her sitting me down and saying like, you really need, cause I was like the second I was done with meetings, I was coming out to like relieve you or her and to spend time with the baby. And she was like, I think you really need to like work until your work is done and yeah. trust that we're going to, you know, pick up whatever. But also just understanding like that, uh, uh, oh God, I keep saying like, Oh, <laughs> um, she understands that context switch and how yeah. taxing that is. Cause uh, she said something the other day that was, Something along the lines of if, t- if you want to do any real focused work, you at minimum basically need a four hour chunk yeah. of time because you have to spin up whatever you're doing and get into that space before you can actually start performing well. And then, you know, the, you have to wind down from that. You can't just hit stop and immediately do something else. Yeah. I totally agree. Like, yeah. And I have a slightly demanding job where I need to be able to think. And when I can't think, it's uh, kind of a problem. Yeah. So not to terrify anyone who's on the verge of being in this situation. No, I mean, but. The, the thing is like, it is, I, I don't know how to explain it, but it's so hard, but we found a way to make it work. And I, I would happily be exhausted and doing too many things if it means that he's happy and having a good time. So yeah. anyway, this is one of the, like the thing where parents say it's the, you know, it's the hardest and the most rewarding thing you'll ever do. And you don't understand what that means until you have a baby. Yeah, I feel similarly about this where it's like, this is it is basically impossible. Like having a life, having a job and like raising a kid. Yeah. There's just not enough time or energy, but you figure it out and you do it. Like it's worth it. This, like I would do anything for this stinky little boy to be happy. He really smells. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, the other thing, I don't know if we talked about this yet, uh, last time, but, um, did we talk about how he's like sitting up and stuff now? I don't think so. He wasn't sitting up last time we recorded. He, yeah, I think you're right. Like, that's a new thing. He he's um, he can't sit up by himself yet, but he wants to sit up all the time. And it's extremely clear that that's what he wants because he, like, moans and grunts when he's not, oh, my mom is coming to change the baby. Um, Did you notice that this podcast is basically just about how great my mom is? <laughs> it is. Uh, that is very true. <laughs> <laughs> I think she should become a full-time nanny and just, like, rent herself out for a couple of weeks to anybody. Like a postpartum doula. Yeah. Yeah. But a mom. Only this baby. <laughs> <laughs> she, I don't know if you could hear that, but she said she only does that for this baby. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. So he's sitting up now, which is crazy. It, it, well, it's it's weird because it, it he's suddenly kind of harder to watch because we can't just like plop him down in a lounger anymore and leave him there. Not that we were like, he was supervised, but it's like, he you know, he would be just next to us laying there. Yeah. Now he hates laying down. He wants to sit up all the time. Yeah. But we got him all these cool little chairs that he can sit up in and he loves it. And it's so cute. And it means we can do things like watch movies with him. Like yeah. we just plop him in his own chair. Again, I know babies aren't supposed to watch TV and movies, but he likes it and it makes us happy. So whatever. I know. It turns out that the tried and true methods for raising your children <laughs> still work. Like from the 1980s. Which is putting them in front of a TV. Yeah. When my parents <laughs> put me in front of a TV and forgot that I existed, that still works. He watched Pee Wee's Big Adventure. I was going to say, we don't forget that he exists. Like we were, it was hilarious. Like we watched him enjoying a Pee Wee movie and he was like laughing at jokes and yeah. It was really cute. Yeah. He's starting to laugh now. Like real um, laughs, not yeah, just, yeah, yeah it's not really cute. Not just baby noises, but actual laughs. Um, and he he seems to look around and think about stuff. Yeah. You know, so when something's happening on the TV, he's like staring at it and he'll laugh when there's, you know, 
action on the screen and, and or like funny and, noises and stuff. Yeah. Um, and he laughs at us when we do silly things. And he's also, he seems very happy to be like either sitting in a chair or like laying on his back and just kind of like exploring stuff. Like, yeah. he, Oh, he plays with toys now, which is really cool. Yeah. Like he can hold stuff and he'll put it in his mouth or he'll like shake it around. He's got this crinkly thing that he really likes. Yeah. Um, so it, it's cool that he can like for at least short periods of time, entertain himself. Yep. But it's yeah, cool. he, he loves TV. <laughs> I mean, TV is like the, the least harmful thing that you can get into these days. So it's yeah, fine. I think it's fine. Yeah. He's learning how to talk from it probably. Yeah. He loves music. Yeah. He'll like bounce in rhythm to songs. And when he's really grouchy, sometimes it helps if we put music on for him. Yeah. Do you think if we, if we just watched British shows with him all the time, he would start speaking with a British accent? I hope so. One of my old coworkers learned to speak English by watching ER. Hmm. A lot of people learn English from TV shows. Yeah. So, you you know, you always said you wanted to have a kid with an accent. So maybe we can, uh, you know, we could just have him watch uh, Ben Affleck in The Town <laughs> over and over again. I don't want him to have a, a Boston accent. <laughs> <laughs> the gist is, at the beginning of this episode, the part that we recorded before, yeah. we were hopeful that things were going to go well. And they did not. And now we're here to tell you that they did not go well at all. <laughs> but we're doing fine. <laughs> yeah, we're okay. And really, like... Yeah, I I think it's going to be okay. Yeah. And he, like, even, I mean, I really hope it works out and we can somehow trick my family into moving to this area and helping us with the baby. But yeah. even if not, I think we, he's getting older. And like, I think that, you know, now if we had to put him in daycare, that would be okay. Like we at least bought some time. What are you doing? Put- Shoving his whole fist in his mouth. Oh, he drools a lot. I think he's teething. That's the other thing. Well, as you can tell, we're still pretty tired. Yeah. Were our first episodes before the baby, like, really high energy? Oh, yeah. Like, morning zoo talk radio. We were hilarious then. <laughs> now we're just just trying to make it to dinner, you know? Yeah. Um, baby is really staring into my soul right now. Oh, did you want to talk about at all, like, the baby just met your dad for the first time? And um, Yeah, sure. Uh, the baby just met my dad, his grandfather, uh, pop up, pop up, which was cool. My dad drove up from Pennsylvania, and um, I think my dad was thrilled. Yeah, it was pretty emotionally intense. Yeah, for me, I would say. Yeah, <laughs> you know, one of the things that I keep talking about on this show when I am allowed to indulge myself and talk about myself entirely is that you know having. Having a kid is this really wild reframing of your own place in the world. And if you are a if you are a person's child, which most of you probably are, um, you you may or may not have a fraught or complicated relationship with your parents. Yeah, for various reasons. Uh, my dad came up and met my son. Which was... I think the point is, despite the complicated relationship that you and your dad have, yeah, it's one of those, like, grandparent things where it's like, he has an extremely uncomplicated relationship with this baby. Like, he loves him. He thinks he's the best baby he's ever seen. Yeah. And I, th- I think it did really mean something to him. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. He, he already emailed me and asked me why I haven't sent him the pictures yet. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, my brother, after he met him, and my brother was like, he, he's like in his 20s, and I like I don't think he or I had really thought that he would care that much about, you know, I was like, eventually he'll meet the baby, it'll be cute, and then whatever. After he left and he flew home to Chicago, you know, a couple days later, I was like, do you miss Benny yet? And he was like, I missed him on the plane home. 
Oh, yeah. that's nice. We also, again, we have a very cute, very well-behaved baby. So yeah, yeah. people freaking love this kid. Yeah. He always wakes up with a smile. Literally. Yeah. Literally. I, I, I go in, even if he's like dead asleep, I turn the snoo off. And even and if he's crying, he'll yeah. stop crying when he's he looks you. up and he's like, you know, big Just smile. So happy to be awake. <clears throat> yeah. So that, that's nice. Okay. Well, um, <laughs> anyway, this was our episode about going back to work. Yeah. Here's the summary. Going back to work after you have a baby is really hard. Yes. The, oh, this woman who I work with, um, it was my first time like meeting with her after I had been back. And she was like, oh, you're just back from maternity leave. How are you doing? And I was like, do you have any kids? And she was like, yes, I have one. And I was like, so you know how I'm doing. And she was like, yeah, I'm so sorry. <laughs> and it was one of those, like, I, I've really been bonding with the other moms at my company. And thank God I work somewhere where there are, are other moms because yeah. it's like, they really, and again, it's like, I know it's hard for dads going back to work too, but it is this like singularly difficult, like sure. you're dealing with breastfeeding, you're dealing with your emotions about leaving your baby, or you're trying to multitask with your baby. And, uh, you know, I'm not the first person to do this, uh, but this is sort of news to me that this is what women have been doing after they have a baby and come back to work. I, yeah. It just never occurred to me how, uh, excuse me, Betty, I'm podcasting. I need a burp. Okay. Might be too hot. We turned off the AC to podcast yeah. and it's 95 degrees out. Yeah. So I guess we shouldn't keep rambling. But Yeah. Anyway, it's really hard. And uh, if you're going through this, I think it's, it's expected that it's hard. Take it easy on yourself. I've been really vocal with my boss about the various things that I'm struggling with. And he's been nice about letting me kind of ease back into work. So I think if there's a way you can communicate to your boss and your peers that you know what you're going through and don't try to don't try to be the same person you were before like I hope that at some point I can get there but I think yeah. the reality is like <clears throat> I'm three months out from giving birth to this giant baby who needs me and uh I can't really just turn that off for eight to 12 hours a day you yeah know? and I just didn't realize that that would be challenging well I, I was gonna say one more thing and I'll just monologue this I guess um, but it, it, we also had kind of an interesting experience the other day where one of your coworkers and friends came to visit and uh, super nice guy we both really like him and he and his wife are uh, planning to have kids in the somewhat near future so he got to see firsthand having the baby here and everything and and then we went out to dinner and we were talking about the experience and he was asking a lot of really specific questions and I just had this feeling while we were talking at dinner that there is this chasm if you will <laughs> between us where I was trying to explain the experience to him and I knew that there was no way to communicate it and um and I, I said something to him and he asked me to explain what I meant, but I couldn't really, I couldn't say it any better. I said that like, you know, at our age, not at our age, but like people who are going through this um, or planning to go through this or are even entertaining the idea of going through this, there is an element of it that is um, in their minds, I think going forward, like this, this real um, ego validating experience I don't know. There's something I think that a lot of people in when they think forward and fantasize about having a kid in their fantasy, they themselves are still the star of the show. But, but it's the first time that I was talking to someone directly about it. And he was like, well, what do you mean an ego validating experience? And I was like, you know, I think that you think that you're going to have this kid and the kid is going to emerge and look at you and think like, wow, thanks for having me, you know? And, and like they, this, this kid is going to be this external kind of reward for you or something, but it's so 
complicated and not that in any way <laughs> that you can't it's it's like trying to ex- explain a, a different dimension to a person so uh anyway i just thought it was interesting to talk to someone who is kind of on the verge of crossing a bridge that we recently crossed and really still finding it impossible to communicate what that's like uh this has been the episode of uh the end of the world as we know it a podcast about being new parents starring myself eric and uh my life partner maya we have a child and we appreciate you listening and we hope it's helpful and if it's not don't let us know okay bye